This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. It is the Lori and Julia Show. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. So let's dive into the business at hand, shall we? Let's let's do it, everybody. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you Lori guys. just reported that Mr. Peanut died. Well, I don't know <laughs> well, what it no. means. Ashes no, no, it's to a TV ads, commercial. Nuts. To nuts. The 104-year-old spokesnut, <laughs> Mr. Peanut, will no longer represent the ba- brand following the mascot's sudden passing. Yeah, it's a, it's a Super Bowl ad. Oh, oh it is. That's yeah. what it is. Oh, yeah, I, I watched it. It's cute. It is oh, it cute. Is. I love the Doritos uh, Sam Elliott ad that you posted yesterday, Donnie. That was kind of good. You know, Anything Sam Elliott does is oh, good. Yeah, right? There's a lot happening every week. Yeah, well, the Grammys are this yes. weekend. Uh, the impeachment is going on. It yes. went in late into the night. Casey and I tried watching it oh. for a little bit, but I just thought I'd catch up with it in the morning. And we went to Pitts Creek. And oh, uh, where are you at in that? What season? I think we're like uh, maybe the third season. Okay. But I absolutely, you know, I don't know. I think the TV was on back in the press room, but when Eugene and Dan Levy, they introduced the first award, yes. and they are they are so funny together. They could totally host. Well, they were saying that they were the non-host hosts because they also closed it. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I I, I just yes. love those two, and um, I just absolutely Casey and I just crack up at. I mean, that is a funny show. That is just a funny, good, distracting show. And the other show, I don't know how my brother saw it. Ahead of time, because it starts, I thought it started tonight, is what okay. Neil Justin said. Aquafina is Nora from Queens on Comedy Central. Yeah, I think it's season two. Is that it, is it season two? I think it is. Okay, and then we've called, missed it. We haven't. It's called Nora. Aquafina, because Aquafina's real name is Nora Lum. Right. So, um, anyway, it's, uh, I, I thought it was her first season, but uh, anyway, she talked to Neil Justin at the... The critics thing out yes. in Pasadena last week, and uh, she, about the farewell that she, you know, that is vying for best feature at the Independent Spirit Awards on February eighth, and she said we didn't know if anyone would buy the farewell that it would even be on screen. Right, there's always more work to be done, but it's we're recognized. To be recognized even a little bit for that movie is so great. That's such a good sweet yes, movie. Good. I still haven't seen it. Is it on demand? Mm, I, I couldn't speak. To I that. don't know about that. Okay, but uh, I mean that that movie debuted at Sundance. 
you know, so almost a year, a year ago. ago. Right, so I, right. I, I don't know if it is, but um, the guest appearances on Aquafina is North from Queens are going to uh, include Natasha Leon and Laverne Cox. But my brother just sent me a text this morning just um, that it's a funny, 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 funny show. Oh, that fun. We'd like, it's All only right. half hour. You, right. you, you can rent it on a number of places. You, you can. can? Yeah, okay. Amazon has it. Apple you can also. I don't know if it's available. You can rent Parasite for fourteen ninety. No, that's buying it. Oh, when you, it says right. that you're buying it, so right? Then, well, you can buy it. You can watch it once, right? Because yeah. what else? Yeah, Casey absolutely refuses to do those buy ones. He's like, I'm not mm. buying anything for fourteen ninety nine and having it clog up my yeah whatever we have. You know, and I said, well, someone else could watch it. I don't care. I only. <laughs> it's want not like to you can it. share it exactly. Right. That's always the hard thing. Like. With your Kindle and stuff, it's hard to share books and stuff. Supposedly you can. Yeah, I know. Supposedly you can. I never could figure it out. When I bought a book on Kindle to share it with somebody else, I would share it and it would never get to the right place. So I think they, it, I don't know, there must be some something. I know one of our listeners told me when I was having trouble playing, having uh, Alexa Oh, yes, 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 yes. Lover by Taylor yes, Swift. Yes. And she said, call it The Lover yeah. to get the right song. That right. did work. Right, because Lover, the whole album would play, I think, was what the problem was. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Or, so you, you're just saying to share something, we should just put the. The. Maybe that's the right. Sharing. sharing the book now, Kindle. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe someone knows what know. the thing is, but we tried I, several which ways from Sunday, and I believe the book that I was trying to share was Beautiful Runes, which was one of the first oh, Kindle yes. downloads yes. that I ever did. Mm. When's that movie going to happen on Beautiful Runes? I don't know. It would be such a good good movie. That was such a great book. You liked that one way more than I did. <sighs> and that then, was set in the Italian coast, wasn't it? About an aging, It was on the Amalfi Coast. An aging, it, it's in the 60s. Yes, and aging actress. Well, no, not exactly. There's It's Richard Burton, yes. the driver, okay, and it goes back it. and forth in time. And the, the, fisher, the fisherman guy in the village, and he gives Richard Burton a ride to get out of Rome because the paparazzi are chasing him. And so he's young man, old man. That's it. Kind of storytelling. So anyway, uh, let's see. Donnie posted for your viewing pleasure. If you're obsessed with Peter the Pilot on The Bachelor, he had a tiny little acting career when he was a kid. He was uh, an actor. He was a kid for Sylvan Learning I know. It's kind of cute. He looks the exact same. He does. that. I'm telling you, those producers on The Bachelor are doing a great job (laughs) on this season. That's all I got to say. Did you watch it at all, or did you just do just DVR and erase it? I DVR and erase. Yeah, I wish we were going to LA again today. Wish I was I just doing flipping the repeat button, and the only thing I'd change is, uh, you know, we would have been able to get to Dan Tana's for last call last Wednesday. That was mm-hmm. uh, just you know, a good night. <laughs> yeah, that's the I only thing. That's like the thing that made me the happiest. Oh, Julia, because we didn't have to go out. Julia, oh, so funny. The only thing that would be the only thing. Unbelievable! I'm just saying that's all I would change. Is that yeah, I wouldn't change a lot either. It was so it was just so lovely to get get out of town for a little while. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, 
It really was. Mm-hmm. And yep. Headline says, David Franklin talks to direct Jess Walter novel, Beautiful Ruins. Unfortunately, that story is from two years ago. Yeah, no, it's so kind it, of it been optioned, and it's been optioned, yeah. and then released, and optioned, and released, and I don't know if they can't figure out how to yeah. tell the two timelines, or they can't get the money to go to the Amalfi Coast. I don't know what the hell's going on. Anyway, but I do know what's going on. You know on. your gal from Smurf, or Smurf, or what's the Hulu show? 80, 80 Bryant. Shrill. Shrill. You knew I was going to get it close. Yeah. What's her name? 80, 80 Bryant from SNL. She was on with, with Seth um, Myers last night and their friends from SNL and stuff. And that show shoots um, where Smith's Creek shoots in Portland and Portlandia shoot uh-huh. it. And she just said she loves it. But she is so darling. And I'm just thinking of there's this huge oversized screen TV the size of... The U.S. Bank Stadium, pretty much, that the commercials were up and airing the night when we were leaving of her show, Shrill. But she just, she is delightful. Oh, yeah. I love she, her. That's a really cute show. And it was only like six episodes the first season. She's so delightful. She was talking about her trip to London now that she has TV money. Yeah. They used to just drive across Utah, her and her husband. Right. But now we have TV money. TV money. We can fly. <laughs> she was so cute. We can fly business class. All right, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Put you in timeout this week? You can always find it on the podcast. Download or stream My Talk shows wherever you find your podcasts or at My Talk Keyword Podcast. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. So it has been three days since, uh, you know, the SAG Awards and the big backstage moment that I thought for sure, and so did you, Julia, we thought for sure that there would be breathless Us Weekly and people for sure would have Brad and Jen on the covers. A contraire, Julia, the business of Brad and Jen at least, maybe it's on Star, maybe it's on some of the other ones, but People has Jessica Simpson on the cover, and Us Weekly have Prince, Harry, and Meghan okay. on the cover. So that is, I mean, they're just doing, people did a little sub-cover blurb, as they call it in the business, right, right. in the front. Mm-hmm. And um, that's right. And uh, so there's a little... You know, a couple of little sources saying they congratulated each other. And that was it. A Jennifer Aniston Insider, maybe her publicist said, it was an emotional night, but Jennifer's not dating Brad. She's happy to have Brad back in her life as a, as a friend, but right. that's it. I mean, nothing is more convincing than a flat, Jennifer is not dating Brad. Right. No. I guess. No. I actually believe she's not. I believe she's no. not too, but yeah. what I but I what I think happened is he saw her win. He was struck by it, like how cool that both of us are winning a SAG when we haven't won anything forever. And maybe he feels like a dog about how he treated Absolutely. her. Absolutely. And the woman who took the photos, there are several people that yeah. took the photos, but the woman from Getty Images is the one who sold her photos to yes, everybody. To everybody, she said. Um, that because there were so many photographers, I was standing next to the SAG after one, and they were the first to post the a photo, yes, of the two of them hugging. But she was kind of uh, a little bit in front, yeah, or to the side, not quite because, like me and the SAG guy, we were we were really seeing more of the back, 
Yes. Of their head. So she might have been, you know, it's just this tight space, but uh, I hope she got paid some huge money for yeah, sure Well, is. right. And so what yeah. she said, she heard when Brad saw Jen coming out of, you know, off the stage, he said, Aniston. And that's when she looked over at him. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cute that Isn't he calls that? her by the last Isn't name. that? Yeah. Well, Brad Pitt, you know, and other things when he was on the red carpet that day, and they were asking him, you know, are you excited, blah, blah, blah. And he said, it's a beautiful day here in L.A. Uh, we got it well. We got it really good. And he continued, I got friends. I got lovely kids. I like my coffee. I like my dogs. He talked to every outlet. I, he every, is thrilled about this. He talked to, he's on an Oscar campaign, and that's why you do it, because people are voting. Right. This is a campaign, but he's making it look easy breezy. And he went, he literally talked to everybody. Everybody. And then he also said um, that he finished about his goals, you know, be happy, stay healthy. And he hopes to stay clear of a financial situation where he has to do an Ocean 14. <laughs> and then he said, we'll see. Yeah, he used that in his speech not too long ago. Yeah, I it's like I comment. said, it is yeah. It's a good, yeah. smooth yeah. campaign that he's got going on. And um, uh, Lainey Gossip had an interesting story, the business of Brad and Jen, about how for the last 25 years, basically since they started dating, they have fueled the business of gossip. They have. They knew it. They know it. And any attempts to pretend they hate it have are disingenuous because, like, even her best friend is out there liking posts about... The, you Courtney know, Cox yeah. liking the posts about those two hugging. Yeah, so, uh, I mean... I don't know. They ended up at the same after party. They didn't interact. Then she went to the tower bar for dinner. He did not join her. Maybe, you know, there's people who desperately want to be believe that he met her at her place and, you know, slipped that dress off of off of her shoulders and they had a night of just wild sex. But what could be the next chapter for these two? If she shows up at the Oscars. If she presents at yes. the Oscars. That's right. She, Are the Oscars producers trying to get to yeah. this magical yeah. couple. She doesn't have anything to promote. I read this article, Lori. But it doesn't matter. They just have to give her a spot to present so exactly. that she's there. I mean, obviously, the acting ones are given by the people who won the previous year. Right. Correct. Oh, right. Mundo. But otherwise, there's lots of openings for people to come out and present oh, sure. anything. The best editing category. Exactly, uh-huh. Donnie. Yeah. Do mean, you think she'd want to do that? I but I don't know. I don't know because she literally has nothing to promote. She doesn't. They said if she went with Adam Sandler, who was kind of snubbed by them, supposedly, and everyone in Hollywood, that was one thing Tanya told us. And Jeannie said, we hate the word snub. There's only five spots. Yeah. Some people are going to get in and some aren't. Right. But the snub Johnny word, doesn't like snub no, either. No, I hate oh. snub, so I'm with those people. Okay, yeah, because snubbed, the, no one's been snubbed. No. It's just there's five spots yeah. and they didn't make the cut. Yeah. You know, well, we know who all the four acting things are going to go to. But Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Are we okay with just ending the Brad and Jen thing? Where it was at with the SAG Award? Or do you think between their two agents at CAA... That they're going to go, yeah, Jen, you should just go and accept an award. Or, you know, present, present an award. And, you know, it's just good. And it'll help us when we're, you know. Promoting like, the morning show. Or maybe getting another project or something. Like, like like they're telling her the optics of it. It just sure. it adds yeah. to it. And yeah, it's not just, it's not a, I mean. I, here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I think that they're friends. They're, that's it. But Julia, they've been fueling the gossip business inadvertently and adversely. I, I hope she's at the Oscars because that would make it more fun. Yeah, because remember, like the like these two hated each other so yeah, much did. that when they had other pro when one of them had a project, like Jennifer Aniston would have something to say all of a sudden if Angelina had something yes. or Brad and vice versa. Yes. I mean, you know. There was bad blood, but there is no blood. No. bad blood. But are we satisfied that this is the end of the chapter, no. or could we just, just have another round no. at the Oscars? I'm going to say no. I'm ready for more. And then she could wear a, another vintage clingy gown. I was talking I, with the boys at uh, the gym this morning. They're like, "Wow, she reminded us of the Farrah Fawcett poster we had hmm. in oh, high school with the nipples. Mm-hmm. It was so nipply. Mm-hmm. She looked so beautiful. I, I'm, a, I'm for more." Yeah. I don't want to quit this. How can we quit this? Yeah. She could wear a red dress to the Oscars. Oh, yeah. She has worn red periodically. She wore it one year when she went with Justin Theroux, and she had a beautiful red dress on, and then she no one combed her hair. I remember Yes, I remember. That. She always has the, she had the beach hair. Chris yeah. McMillan wasn't available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stiff, beautiful ball yes. gown. It was really pretty. All right, so we... We can just have that. And I'm just going to tell you about the business of Brad and Jen, yeah. because you said yesterday, I'm going to go take a tour through Jennifer Aniston's home, because it's yeah. posted. Oh, yeah. I did it today. Yeah. I mean, I'm not stopping this. Yeah. I keep thinking still about meeting both of them, and how close they were to us, and yes. her blowing a kiss to us, and yes. being lovely, and him lovely. being so friendly, kind. Yes. I, and I'm both not of done. their faces moving. Yeah, I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done. All right. All right. Yeah. And there was a lady on Wendy Williams today. I don't know who the actress was, but she had gotten divorced from her husband and many years later got back together. And so I'm thinking there's always hope. All right. You know, you never know. Thank you, Julia. I'm glad you had a good, solid opinion on the business of Brad and Jen. But I was shocked, I tell you, shocked to see people in Us Weekly not going with that cover. I know. Really and truly. I hope that Getty Images photographer sold it for a ton of money. You know, no kidding. Paid off all the bills. All right, let's see what's. Let's check in on the roads. Ah, yes. Uh, a few things happening this afternoon, starting in Richfield. 
62 eastbound, a stalled vehicle blocking a lane by Xerxes Avenue to Penn Avenue. 35W northbound in Minneapolis has a crash from Highway 55 to 11th Avenue. In Minneapolis, 74 eastbound, a crash from 3rd Avenue to Highway 65. Near Golden Valley, 169 northbound, debris on the roadway. That's happening by 394 and Highway 55. Your 5 Eyewitness News weather forecast brought to you by Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. Uh, about a 60% chance of snow tonight with a low of 30. That snow continuing into tomorrow. Uh, less than an inch of accumulation possible with that with a high of 34. Right now 35 and cloudy at the MyTalk Studios. Download or stream MyTalk shows wherever you find your podcasts or at MyTalk keyword podcast. Where you at? Where you at? Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this hump day. So, Jessica Simpson, her memoir, Open Book, comes out in a couple weeks. And she got the cover of People Magazine and Brad and Jen, their sweet little reunion. And then Royal Family Drama is, you know, little suburbs right right above Jessica. Exclusive interview, My Battle with Addiction. uh, Which... uh, I guess I was not expecting to 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 see that no. he, that headline today. No. And um, boy, she really is uh, very open in this memoir. From at least just a little bit I read in the People yes. magazine, and we have always liked her. Always, and you watched that silly oh. little show. Just I love Nick the and Jessica. Show. Yeah, I love that show. You did, and and we were always. I got such a kick out of her. Couldn't, the two of them. She's so smart. She was really the first actress quote and i'm gonna put that in parentheses slash singer who did licensing and her jessica simpson line is still in stores today she made a killing a killing yeah is still in stores today yeah she's made a killing so it's talking about her revelations well it's her book open book and i thought you know uh we've She's some. We've seen her be a mess. We've seen, seen her, her come feet. out of clubs before, where she seemed really wasted. Um, we've seen her in her newlywed show. You know, we saw her going out with John Mayer, and then he talked about her sexually, and we like felt her pain. We've always. I'm. I'm. What I'm saying is, Joy. I think it would read her book. Oh, of course, it's called Open Book. It comes out February fourth. Donnie, we should try to interview her. Do you think I she seriously doubt it? Really? Yeah. Yeah. They all say no. Yeah. Well, here's famous she's, people. Uh, yeah. We try. I mean, it's just not even worth it. It's better yeah. to just try and get a copy of the book. Yeah, I it's. It. Uh, I, I I did ask, and it's it's embargoed until February fourth. Oh, right, wow. right. No, this okay. is an yeah, exclusive no they gave to people, and they got the story where she talked about uh, five years ago when she had an offer to write a motivational book about living your best life. She couldn't go through with it. She agreed to do it, and then could. I didn't feel comfortable talking about myself in a way that wasn't honest. I'm a horrible liar. Mm-hmm. So she canceled out on the motivational book, okay. and then uh, we learn in uh, this 
article in People where they're getting a little tidbit of her book. She reveals for the first time that she was sexually abused as a young girl. And um, so... A daughter of a family friend. So Yes, Mm -hmm. yeah. She told her... She said therapy was the hard part. She said, I want to tell my parents way back when that I was a victim. But when I was finally 12, I did tell my parents. And we were in a car mm-hmm. riding, you know, some road trip. Her mother slapped her father's arm and yelled at him. I told her something was happening. Happening. Dad kept his eye on the road and said nothing. We never stayed at my parents' friend's house again. But we didn't talk about what I had said either. Right. So that all came up years later. And she writes about hitting rock bottom after a Halloween party at their home late 2017. And that's when she told her closest friends and her husband, I need to stop. Something's got to stop. And with the support of her parents and help from a team of doctors and twice weekly therapy. Wow. She's been sober since the day after Halloween. Wow. And calls her newfound clarity a continual gift. When I finally said I needed help, it was like I was that little girl that found her calling again in life. I found direction, and I was able to walk straight ahead with no fear. Honesty is hard, but it's the most rewarding thing we have. See, mm-hmm. now I'm totally just reading that. I want to read no, her book. No, I know. Because I loved the Demi Moore memoir yes. because she was so honest about everything that she'd been through, and she had a traumatic childhood. Yes, she did. With sexual abuse similar to this. And then the pressures, then you become famous. And Well, she even know. said, she said she has always um, grappled with anxiety and the scrutiny over her weight. It started as a teenager. If you remember, her dad shared with us that she has double D breasts. Oh, yeah. That is so gross, first of all. For your we dad to share that. that in the public yeah, view. Yeah, we hated We're that. talking about Jessica Simpson, if you're just joining us in her new book that's coming out next month. And she also says, on my 17th birthday, I flew to New York with meetings with record labels. I sang Amazing Grace for Tommy Matola, who was married to Mariah Carey and kind of discovered her mm-hmm. at Columbia. And he wanted to sign me. And then he said, you got to lose 15 pounds. And she remembers I she was 118 pounds at the time. Oh, my God. Imme- went on an no. extremely strict diet immediately and started taking diet pills, Ugh. which she did for the next 20 years. Wow. Um, and an, another anxiety for her was when she was dating John Mayer. Mm-hmm. She talked about how she fell for him hard and fast, big time. He made her feel so confident sexually. He's, and he's so, yeah, he's good in bed and he liked everything about her. So he's probably very encouraging because she was like, uh, basically said, even on the news, she was, news, way she, was a, she was she's a virgin. Kind of, yes, yes. Very inexperienced yes. with Nick Lachey. Right. And she's about, what, five or six years, uh, not even, maybe five years younger than John Mayer. But she also said when, you know, the seductive part and the sexual part was so powerful physically, but she felt insecure that she was falling short because he she was worried she wasn't smart enough for him and she goes on to say he, um he, he probably, was so clever oh. he treated conversation like a friendly competition that he had to win Ugh. when i tried to leap back in and say something to add to the dialogue he was having with himself talking about <laughs> john mayer oh he would challenge what I said, and I'd get quiet. I was so afraid of disappointing him. He Ugh. he had he That's has horrible. to be just a horrible boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, th- but think of all the women he's dated: Katy Perry, Jennifer yeah. Aniston. I mean, he really is. He's, he's never been married. No, and he seems a little bit. I feel like I know about his friendship from Andy Cohen. Yeah, they're like really good friends, which always. 
is weird to me. He's he he'd he'd be fun to date, but bad boyfriend husband material. Right. And then she goes on to say that I couldn't even text him without having my friends check my spelling and my grammar. Oh my gosh, no wonder she broke up. And she said my anxiety would spike and I'd pour another drink. That was the start of me relying on alcohol to mask my nerves. Whoa. So it was after during while she was dating John May. Yeah. I could totally see that. He seems, he just seems like he would be. Well, exhausted. he's so full of himself. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, when you talk to someone who just wants to hear themselves talk and you just sit there like, why am I even sitting here? Right. Are you done yet? No. Sometimes that's me. Sometimes it's Donnie and sometimes it's you. What yeah. happens to the three of us? But I mean, but other people. It happened last week at the Troubadour when your cousin decided oh. to go deep and oh. meta. Well, our band, the Dales, were playing up on stage that we were so excited to see, and they were really fun. First of all, trying to have a deep conversation in a nightclub with loud music. Hey. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't call it, a, yeah, you know, it's a... Live band. Yeah, 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 they were playing at the time. he was trying to go so deep on me, I would just look at him, and I would just walk <laughs> away. I kept walking away, then I'd make Lori stand next to him. He was just so deep that night, I don't know what was going on. Hmm. You know what, he... He always likes to... Uh, oh, jeez. I'm just like, can't we just have fun? You know? I'm on vacation. I, sometimes when people, though, work alone... He, he has a company, though. I know, but I think he spends a lot of time alone with you himself. So? His is daughter that... is off at college. <laughs> and, Are you going to say this about me? <laughs> no, because you don't go meta. No. Oh, I just was... We, Daddy, I kept telling him, like, I can't. I don't know what's going around. And we got, oh gosh, we were, oh, mm-hmm. that was funny. But yeah, that happens. Yeah. That does happen. But All I right, like, so we're going to read always liked her. I think it'll be good, and I think that she's, she's going to help people. Yeah. She's, she's always been real. It's amazing, though, how much the, the whole childhood trauma and being molested, assaulted, abused, raped, whatever Left happens behind. on that spectrum yep. affects, carries into people's, and you think maybe you've, Put it, you can get put over it away it or, or whatever. That was when I was six or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it affects people long term. Coming really out, does. coming out sideways, and I'm glad. I'm always happy when somebody like advocates therapy. Um, yep. For dealing with stuff and figuring stuff out, it 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 does work, right? You know. It's just being able to find a therapist, yes. afford a therapist. You know, she whatever said something else too. She said I was so mad at the bottle which means booze, mm-hmm. um, at how it allowed me to stay complacent and numb for years. So I thought that was mm-hmm. a very yeah, telling that. thing. But yeah. uh, we like her. She said she felt so stupid after the chicken of the sea comment, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. that was classic. I know. she. Just, I do love, though, that she... I support her really in that because the yeah. bottles, the can says chicken, chicken. of the sea. It, yeah, does. it does. I mean, yeah. who? if you didn't know... Yeah, it's the literal chicken. It is the, the literal. Yeah. <laughs> but she right. she's the one that told Nick Lachey this marriage is over. Yeah, she said we weren't even talking. But he still was shocked. Yes, that's what she said. She stood up to him and he she said he couldn't believe it. But she said when they were married, they were both so focused on their careers that right. it, at no expense to the other person. Yeah. Does she have any kids? Yeah, she has three. She's really married three. to that ex-football player, Eric Johnson. Oh. And she just shares with us. She gained all that weight with her last baby, and she took pictures of her puffy feet. She's so yeah. funny. She's really real. She is really yeah, real. Yeah, that's going to be a good book, I think. All right, well, we're going to get really real because uh, Peggy Orenstein is joining us next. She's the New York Times bestselling author of Girls in Sex. She was in town 
last week. Yes. She has done the same thing for over two years. She talked to dozens of boys from cities and towns across the U.S. And now we have boys and sex, young men on hookups, love, porn, cons- consent, and navigating the new masculinity. This book is so good. If you have boys, it would... It's really eye-opening, and just as eye-opening, you know, her book, Girls and Sex, was very... Yes. And that was a few years ago. She was on our show. Yeah, Yeah. so we're going to talk with Peggy when we come back. Did you miss Sex Monday? You can always find it on the podcast. Download or stream My Talk shows wherever you find your podcasts or at My Talk keyword podcast. and fabulous and we know that you were just in the Twin Cities last week so uh, thanks for being in the Twin Cities again via our radio show but your newest book Boys and Sex, Young Men on Hookups Love, Porn Consent and Navigating the New Masculinity is just wow so I it it really it kind of made me feel bad for boys I guess I never realized how just how they're rarely allowed to they talk about their inner life the way girls are used to and do. Well, yeah. Was that surprising that was to you? So amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of a, that was the most amazing thing about writing this book was you know I talked to boys all across the country um, of different backgrounds and I wanted to have real conversations with real guys about real issues involving sex and relationships mm-hmm. and masculinity in this new era and the big thing was how you know i thought i would have like whole transcripts consisting of uh-huh but yeah. they really wanted to talk because nobody ever asks them nobody ever gives them permission or space to really talk about these issues and hash out what's going on with them and how they're feeling in this new era yeah and and when you talk about it you said you know i never thought i would do anything on the boys you know that you know nope. Because <laughs> you've written about, about you've written other books and, about yes. women and yeah, yeah. that's our, yeah. our so, tribe. If you I've know. been writing about girls for twenty five years, right. yeah. But but it was it, in some ways it was also a really natural shift because I've been also writing about teenagers and sexuality and gender right. and you know all these issues for a long time. So I knew the terrain. I'd been kind of you know I've gone to my share of, pres- of freshman pregame parties. Right. As a, middle-aged woman you know yeah. as one does yes um, as one does <laughs> yeah well, well we're kind so, of what, so yeah you know so here i raised two boys and they're in their 20s now and i'm i'm reading through this book and i do feel like Lori said i'm sorry for boys because it is harder for them it's easier about some things but it, their inner life like when you write when i ask boys to describe the ideal man these same boys who came of age in the 2000s appeared to be channeling the 1950s as far as their definition of masculinity and you know sec- where they come from 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 a male viewpoint that was really shocking to me yeah, I don't know why. because on one hand, I mean, just like girls, they live with all these contradictions, right? And so on one hand, they see girls as equal in the classroom and deserving of their place in leadership and all of this. But at the same time, they're still kind of clinging to those old ideas that, you know, the, the ideal guy is athletic and he's dominant and he's emotionally suppressed. And, you know, sexual conquest is, is a right. big one. Hooking up with as many girls as possible, regardless of how you or your partner feel about it, mm-hmm. that, that being the measure of the man. And that's reinforced everywhere they go, 
you know, in mainstream media and in pornography and in the locker room and, you know, everywhere. Right. Oh, my gosh. So The conquest. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're yeah. basically, yeah. you you write, one of the boys said to you, listen, you're a bitch if you talk about your feelings and no guy wants to do that. I mean. Yeah. Yes. It's very hard. They talk, we talk about putting up um, a wall, mm-hmm. right, between, like, a guy would say, you know, I'm allowed happiness and anger and Everything else goes behind that wall. And what happens with boys, you know, is that we, we sort of very early on disconnect them from emotional vulnerability. And the issue becomes, when, I mean, that's a fundamental human quality. Right. But it's also, Brene Brown says it's the secret sauce to holding relationships together. Mm-hmm. And so when boys are cut off from that, they're cut off from the very thing they need to have the kind of, you know, mutually satisfying personally gratifying relationships that we want them to be able to have. And and when you're speaking of that, it's kind of like, oh, boys don't cry or, you know, or don't show your feelings yeah. or, you know, that kind of stuff. When you, it, that's just so profound to hear you say that because it's so sad thinking about this. Yeah. The generations of young. Well, and you can see, I'm sure in your adult life, how that plays out too, right? I mm-hmm. mean, you can see how that goes. And boys would talk. I mean, it took me as a woman a long time to hear guys talk, you know, who were telling me how, like, you don't cry, you know, you don't cry, and how, how that, how the taboo against that, because, like, you know, I'm a woman, mm-hmm. I can cry. Um, right. But they would say things like, one boy said to me, yeah, you know, when my parents got divorced, I really wanted to cry, but I couldn't, so I streamed three Holocaust movies back to back, you know, that worked. Yeah, I mean, what do you say, Peggy, because in your book, Boys and Sex, I mean, like you were just here last week, what is the the number one question that you get, and what is your best piece of advice? I think if you have if you're any boys, boys, you need to get you need to buy this book immediately. But what's the what's the number well, one question? I think I mean, I th- what in terms of the number one piece of advice for me, it's mm-hmm. we have to start talking to our sons. Mm-hmm. We have to start talking to our boys, not just about. I mean, yes, about you know about about how boys are socialized, about um, issues of consent, about sex, but not just about sex, about pleasure, about responsibility. You know, there's so many of these sort of small conversations, and at the end of Boys and Sex, I really lay out a template of Mm -hmm. the kinds of, you know, little conversations we have to have with our boys over, you know, the whole time of raising them. Right. Right. And and do you know, you know, because in you... And and you have to talk about porn in this. Yep. So... That's you the part that makes people porn. uncomfortable, Peggy. I know you'd rather poke yourself in the eye with a fork, right? Right. Yes, I know. But here's the deal. I mean, kids are growing up right now, and it's a very different media landscape. You know, of course, curiosity about sex is normal. Of right. course, you know, wanting to explore your body is normal. But because of the Internet and smartphones and the dropping of the paywall, what they see over and over and over, really from at least puberty onward, if not before, is this you know, vision of sex as something men can do to women, female pleasure as a performance for men, you know, like it's, it's very distorted and it's the default sex educator because we're not talking to our kids about sex. We're not talking to our kids about porn. Schools aren't doing it. So we have got to get in there. We've got to get in there. Um, we don't have the luxury anymore of silence and talk to our kids and talk to our boys in particular about the images they're consuming in porn and also in mainstream media. Right. What what did boys say about yeah, talk I've to been, you about porn? What did what were what were some of the thoughts? Well, I can't say FCC. Right. Know, of course, rules, of course. 
But, you know, it was actually, it was interesting because it was one of the main things they wanted to talk about uh, because, because it's not something that they talk about with one another. It's not something that they talk about with their parents. And they were curious about, you know, the impact of what is really a huge experiment that we're doing on young people. Um, they wanted to talk about ways that they felt it was affecting um, their ideas of what sex was or their practices um, when they were in the bedroom, the ways that it was kind of distorting their ideas about their partner. I mean, there's, there's research that shows that um, uh, guys who, college guys who consume porn regularly are less satisfied with their partnered relationships, mm -hmm. less satisfied with their performance, less satisfied with their partner's bodies. So struggling with things like that. And then, you know, there were guys who said, I know the difference between reality and fantasy. It mm -hmm. doesn't affect me. But that's not how media works. Right. Right. You know? The way that media works is that it affects your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, even when you think it doesn't. So, of course, it affects them. Yeah. This is just, did it make you, okay, so if you're just joining us, we're talking about Peggy Ornstein. The new book is Boys and Sex. She wrote about girls and sex and many other um, books on, on women and, and girls before. And do you think, with the Me Too and um, everything that's going on, were were they scared? Well, that's interesting. I mean, they, I think that what was really positive that was happening was that they were wrestling with things that they maybe had done. I almost called this book, I Know I'm a Good Guy, but because oh, so many oh. guys would start, you know, would talk that way. I mean, my publisher wouldn't let me, of course, but right. um, had to be, you know, boys and sex and girls. Right. But I heard that so often. But the things, the stories that they would tell after that, because, you know, we tend to think of assault too often as something only monsters do, right? right. And, and if you assault, you must be a monster. But a good guy can do a bad thing, and mm -hmm. it's how you reckon with that that's important. And so they would be reckoning and sort of wrestling with, like, whether something they did had crossed the line in ways that I think five or ten years ago, Maybe boys they wouldn't, wouldn't have even okay. thought to question. Yeah. Well, so that was kind of a positive. Yeah, oh we gosh. have to go. Oh, Peggy, it's always so good to we talk to you. We might have to have you back I on love again. Talking to you. Thank we, you. I think we have to have you back on again because there's a lot of Please people do. out there with boys, and, and this book is so good, and you could also, you know, we can talk about girls and sex, too. Yeah. Thank All you. Right. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you.